This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Tori Press is a mother, entrepreneur, and artist most known for her work on Instagram under the moniker Revelatory. She draws about what it's like to be a human being, the good, the bad, and mostly the vulnerable. In this episode, she's sharing the lessons she's learned along her journey and how you can use them to your advantage to grow in self-discovery and love in 2021. Her new book, I Am Definitely, Probably Enough, I Think, Revelations on the Journey to Self-Love is out now, and I enjoyed this conversation so much. It's always refreshing to talk to a woman, a mother, who is actively in the process of loving herself and figuring out what that even means, and I think you're going to love this episode. I know you're going to get a ton of value out of it, so please share it out. Please uh, leave a review if you can, and uh, enjoy my episode with Tori Press. This episode is sponsored by Beekeepers Naturals. Beekeepers Naturals is your new medicine cabinet. Their bee-powered products are packed with propolis and potent ingredients to help support your immune system and bounce back when you need a little boost. From propolis throat spray to bee-soothed cough syrup, Beekeepers Naturals is a better way to feel better. And it's not like you have to already be sick. That's the brilliant thing behind Beekeepers Naturals. They are preventative in that they keep bacteria and viruses at a minimum in your body. So if you start to feel a little sick, sometimes if I start to feel like I have a scratchy throat coming, I will just take some of the Bee Soothe cough syrup or just spray some propolis spray. And the next day after a good night's sleep, I feel completely fine. And I know for a fact it was because I introduced this incredible natural medicine essentially into my bloodstream, into my body. And it, it helped my immune system do what it needed to do. And I think that that's so the future of medicine, especially with um, all of the health concerns that we have now about immunity and ready to upgrade your medicine cabinet. This amazing cough syrup always sells out quickly. So don't delay. Check out Beekeeper's Naturals to try the Bee Soothe cough syrup and discover other clean remedies your family will love. Save 15% on your order today by going to Beekeeper's Naturals forward slash unstressed that's b-e-e-k-e-e-p-e-r-s-n-a-t-u-r-a-l-s.com slash unstressed to get 15% off meet your new medicine cabinet with beekeepers naturals this episode is also brought to you by Brittany watkins now her think and thin tapping system is designed to reprogram your brain and body so that you stop craving things like chocolate sweets bread cheese wine or whatever your kryptonite is now, I did a session with Brittany. I used Nutella as my kryptonite because it absolutely is. And I was completely blown away by how easy and also calming her tapping process is. And she has built this over many, many years. She's helped tens of thousands of women reprogram their brains so that they're not craving sweets and gaining weight. Now, as we head into this new year, I think it's so important that health be the priority of all of our lives. And by getting control of these of these small tendencies to overeat or eat things that are not healthy for us, you're really putting yourself ahead of the game. 
So if you're new to tapping, I would absolutely recommend going back and listening to my episode with her. That's episode 238. And then of course, go check out her program at pushthefoodaway.com and use my code UNSTRESS to save 50% and change your life in 2021. Well, hello, Tori. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. I mean, just looking at your work, it's so incredible. You have this ability to convey a particular message that speaks right to the heart through your imagery. Did you always know that you had this gift or when did you start to see that there could be something? Um, not, not at all. Uh, actually, I went to school. Uh, I majored in geology in college. I went to uh, get a PhD in vertebrate paleontology. So I had a whole other career and uh, I ended up dropping out, didn't finish my degree, but I was looking for something to do a uh, career uh, after that. I ended up working for the University of Chicago. I was doing a graphic design job sort of for them. And I enjoyed making art that way. I sort of found that that was something I was interested in. I started a freelance graphic design business after that. Uh, I did that for 10 years. And, you know, at some point, it just kind of became not very fulfilling. I wasn't really mm. enjoying it very much. I wasn't, um, I was doing work for my clients. I enjoyed making art digitally, but it didn't feel like it was something for me anymore, I guess. Um, and at this point, I had a couple kids. I was homeschooling my eldest and uh, she was five at the time. And it was it was too much. I was mm. trying so hard to maintain this graphic design business um, and be there for my kids, teach them. Um, couldn't do it all. And so I had to leave something behind. And it ended up being the business. Uh, it wasn't really fulfilling my, my needs anymore. I wasn't really that into it. Um, and it was like two, three months of just focusing on the homeschool job before I realized I was missing a creative outlet in my mm. life. I kind of missed having that art, um, like doing the design work, but I didn't want to go back to working for clients. So I just started to draw little cartoons for myself. I bought myself a sketchbook and a set of markers for Christmas. And uh, that's something that, uh, you know, kind of came in to fill that space that I had created by, by leaving my job. Um, and I really enjoyed uh, you know, doing these little doodles for myself for a little while. I started to show them to friends and they said, why don't you share that on a wider audience? You know, we really like what you've done. And so I sort of put it online and um, started my Instagram account from there. Golly. And now it's just completely blown up. I mean, your work, I see it <laughs> almost every day shared from someone else on there. And it's always like, Oh, like it, when I see your work, like my shoulders just drop down. I'm like, oh, okay, she gets it. Or like, I'm not alone, you know? And I think that that's really the beauty of your art. And it takes a lot of bravery to to put that out there. Cause a lot of it is your authentic truth. Like what you're going through that day, like you will yeah. do something and put it out there. Like, do you, do you ever get nervous nowadays to do that? Like, oh, here we go. Okay. Or uh, yeah, every time yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like I get nervous every single time I hit the uh, the, the post button on Instagram, it feels really, uh, anxiety inducing. It's kind of never gone away. Um, you know, I mean, like I felt very anxious. I, I it's funny because y you make art and, and I feel like art wants to be shared. You know, I, I sort of was just talking about, I started out doing little doodles for myself and I couldn't really keep them to myself for very long. I felt like I wanted to share it with other people. Um, and it feels really good to have somebody resonate with what you've written. And it felt good to me to have people kind of give that back and say, oh my gosh, I know how you feel. Cause I was like, oh wow, I'm yeah. not actually alone in this feeling. Yeah. I mean, when you were a little girl, did you draw? I mean, where did the, cause you go from, you know, you're in this PhD, 
PhD program <laughs> and then you're doing graphic design. Like, where's the bridge there? Like, where had, yeah. had you always been into art before? Um, so I did do cartoons. I drew as a kid. I liked it. It was sort of something that was always a hobby and a fun, fun thing to do. I mean, when I say I would like draw little cartoons for notes and my friends that I pass them to high school, right. Or something to hang on my dorm door. Um, mm -hmm. it was never anything that was a serious pursuit. It was always a fun hobby. Uh, but isn't it funny that you know, sometimes something that is just a passing childhood interest, like it was kind of always there in my life. Like I can yeah. look back and say, oh, I drew cartoons. I took a cartoon camp when I was 10. Um, you know, I sort of never felt like it could be a serious career. I felt like I had to go and get the prestige degree, the PhD, um, and, you know, follow that. But uh, I don't think it was what was really in my heart. And, and I think that it shows by the fact that when I was kind of floundering looking for a job after dropping out of grad school, I found something that was oriented to art. Um, so maybe it was a voice that was speaking all along, but I didn't know how to listen to it. It took me yeah. a while to hear it. Well, and it's almost like you have to get still, you know, you almost have to be in this realm where you don't know what the next step is. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, like your true path, your true purpose is revealed. Mm -hmm. I mean, what mm -hmm. did you, did you, do you remember like the time where you were like, okay, I'm going to buy these art supplies for Christmas for myself? Like, yeah, I mean, there must have been something pushing you to make that decision. So I think that I really missed creating. And I think that I said, I think I recognized that at the time, like I was really tired of making art design according to somebody else's wishes. Mm -hmm. But I thought, what's a way that I can do it just for myself? I thought that I didn't want to do it anymore at all. But then when it was totally gone, I said, wait, something's missing. Yeah. Um, I had a friend when I was in Atlanta. Um, I used to live there many years ago. Well, and that's, that's where I started. I oh, is it really? Yeah. It's funny. I was born and raised. Both of my children there too. Yep. We're born oh. in Atlanta. Um, and uh, anyway, I had a friend who would... Uh, we would collaborate on design projects sometimes and I would see him at a Starbucks shop and he had a notebook in front of him and a bunch of markers and he would just be doodling mm. and he would put his little arts, you know, he would share it just with his clients and anybody else that he encountered. It was days long before Instagram and uh, that I thought about him, you know, I thought what's something he's a designer too. What's another way that he lets his creative side come out. That's something I can do. It was like a $20 yeah. spend mm -hmm. and why not try Wow. What did your oldest think? How old was she when you started creating these designs? Um, it's been four years. So she's 10 now. So she was six. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, both of my kids really uh, liked that I would sit down at the table and make art with them. Um, you know, they enjoyed kind of seeing me do it and they would kind of join me and uh, be inspired. So we, we oh, like I to have that. art time together. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I love that yeah. so much. I love to do like I similar, not on your level, but like just put on some music and just have some markers out in crayons and we'll all just yeah. kind of be doing our own thing. Like even for 15 minutes. It, it doesn't even have to be. I mean, that's kind of the joy of it, right? We were sitting down at the dinner table and I was just drawing just little doodles of my dog doing different things for them last night. And we were just laughing and yeah. having, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just like, it's a way to connect. It's a really great way to connect with kids. Yeah. And as, as, as much as we're all together now because of the <laughs> pandemic and quarantine, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, it's like, I, I almost feel like we're not really connecting, you know, we're together yeah. all the time, but we're not really connecting and like looking into each other's eyes and really having these conversations. Like that's a great outlet, I think, to do that. Yeah. 
yeah, it is. It is. Um, uh, it's been a lot of togetherness and, you know, my kids are, I, my eldest is 10 and my youngest is seven. Um, and we've really had a hard time between me being the teacher, you know, me being also kind of the friend, um, Mm -hmm. like sort of trying to fulfill so many of their needs. We've been very shut down. They're going to school virtually, um, the next room over they're in class right now. And it's, it's nice to have something that's sort of, um, undemanding and free. It doesn't matter. Art, it's just, you're just doing something for fun just to create. And so, uh, it's a, it's a wonderful outlet. Yeah. So let's switch gears. Let's talk about the new book, which is called, I am definitely probably enough. Talk to us about that and where the spark for the book came from. Sure. Um, it actually came out on November 10th. Um, it's, it's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. It's in Target stores. Um, and I was working on it. It's, It's kind of a funny book to me now because I wrote it about a year ago. It was actually due to be released in May. Um, mm. But we had a whole lot of things happen between October 2019 when I finished writing the book and uh, November 2020 when it finally came out. Um, at the time, I had uh, just finished doing kind of a project on my Instagram called The Summer of Self-Love. And I was thinking a lot about this topic of um, being able to culture and nurture um, self-acceptance, self-love, and what that looks like for everybody. Um, and so the subtitle of the book is Revelations on the Journey to Self-Love, because that was the one thing I learned from that project. Everyone is on their own individual journey. It looks very different. Everybody has different things that they need to work on or that they want to work on accepting about themselves. This episode is brought to you by Fahirti. Fahirti is a clothing line fueled by purpose and optimism. For them, life and work are both family affairs. The company was actually started by two brothers, twins to be exact, and they melded their love of fashion and business acumen into a brand that was not not only beautiful and well done, offering you clothing that's going to last a lifetime, but also that's doing it in the right way for the client, for the planet, for everyone involved. And I think, you know, now we know how destructive the fashion industry can be for the planet. And Fahirti is taking such a progressive stance for fashion, um, for doing things the right way. And so so I'm so honored to work with them and to share their clothes with you. And of course, if you're listening to this, you know I'm going to get you a good deal. Uh, With the code MOTHERHOODUNSTRESSED, that will save you 25% off everything on the site. You click the link in the show notes, that'll automatically apply the 25% off on your order. Or if you're doing this later, just add MOTHERHOODUNSTRESSED at checkout. So the book was sort of born out, out of that project, I would say. Uh, it tells the story of uh, my personal struggles on that particular journey, which are things like negative self-talk, um, dealing with anxiety, depression. Um, it tells a little bit about my journey in therapy and how that's helped. Um, and yeah, it's just a nice kind of little package, little inspiring gift book uh, about finding uh, that those things you're seeking in yourself. I love that because it really is something that you could just open up every day and just connect with and and really connect with yourself and be like, okay, where am I today? Because I I was listening to something the other day. It's like, we change by the millisecond, you know, the person that you're married to, your children, they're different Mm -hmm. than than they were an hour ago than they were the day before. Like how much do we really know them, let alone ourselves when we're changing and going through all these things. So I love that, that just, it's like a gift that you can give yourself every day just by looking at the pages. Um, So for you, like what, when you think about self-love, like what are the first things that come to mind? Because like you said, it's different for everybody. For Mm -hmm. you, what, what does it evoke? 
I mean, for me, I think that the biggest thing, the first image that comes to mind is I have an essay about it or a little uh, vignette in the book about the shadow self. You know, I feel like kind of my entire life from an age before I even recognized there was such a thing. Um, I had a little voice kind of in my head saying, oh, you need to do this a little better. Mm -hmm. You're not quite good enough. Like this isn't quite enough. Um, and I think that it's really hard um, not to listen to that voice, especially when you don't have the tools of awareness to realize that, you know, what you're thinking isn't true. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's so beautiful. And I think I can completely relate to that. I mean, do you think it was our parents who were just speaking to us <laughs> when we were like two and three and it's just like tattooed or is it something else? Do you think you were like that, you know, when your soul came into your body? As I like the way you put that when your soul came into your body. Um, as a parent, I try not to blame parents for too many things <laughs> because I don't want to think about where my kids are going to be in another 20 years. Um, no, but, you know, I mean, I think that the parent-child dynamic is sort of, it is fraught, right? You hear messages. And, and I think often it's, it might not even be the message that your parent is sending. It's what you're hearing and the yeah. way that you're interpreting it. And that, I think, is personality. Maybe that is something that is determined the moment the soul enters the body, right? Like I do think that you're born with, with attributes. Um, so I don't know. And, and I don't know if it matters because it's not really so much about why we're the way we are and more about how to accept yourself as you are, because that's the self you have to work with. And, um, you know, I mean, it, it, I don't want to say that it, it doesn't matter where your traits come from. It does. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that um, it's kind of where the work is, right? The work is the same for everybody. Yes, yes. I love yeah. that you said that. And it is work, you know, it is every single day, like choosing to yeah. love yourself. It's, it's easier actually to hate yourself <laughs> and to put yourself down. I mean, believe me, I know. Um, yeah. So to actually look into the mirror and say like, I love you to yourself, like it's super yeah. weird, but have you done, have you done mirror work at all? I have done a little bit. It makes me extremely uncomfortable. Me too. In fact, <laughs> my therapist uh, recommends me to do a little bit more of it. So um, perhaps you seem like a voice coming along at the right time and like a little <laughs> reminder about what I should be doing. Right. I'm just a vessel. Um, but no, it's true. It's true. It's like, it is, yeah. it is harder to do that kind of work and to grow as a person. And I was reading, um, in your bio, how you are, uh, you know, you love growth, personal growth and self-development and, you know, type A type people, hard drivers, like we're, we're built this way. So yeah. how do you reckon, you know, with the acceptance, with loving yourself, with also achieving and getting better and aiming for goals and, and doing more squats and all of that? Like, how do you reckon those, those two parts of yourself? I mean, I think that it's kind of the magic happens, right? When you can envision who you want to be, but also accept yourself just as you are, because you can't become anything more if you're not able to live as you are yeah. right now, right? Like this is, this is the foundation. You have to be able to work with what you have or else you can't work. Um, you can't work with what you don't have already. Right. So, so I think um, I try to have a long-term you know, I try to think about what are, what are things that future Tori will thank me for doing? What are things that, you know, future Tori would like me to go ahead and do another few more squats, even though that's not <laughs> how I'm feeling right now. And present Tori can accept when today is just not a few more squats day either. Mm. And, and when today is a zero squats day, like I can accept that's okay. I have those types of days and, and that's fine too. Um, so it's kind of, they almost feel like two, um, different ideas to kind of hold on to at once, but, but I think you can. 
Yeah. This episode is sponsored by Public Goods. Public Goods is your one-stop shop for everything that you would need for beauty, home, and life. And I don't say that lightly because I am a very discerning shopper, but what I've come to learn about Public Goods is that they have done so much research and so much vetting of all of the products that they carry on their site. And it's because they actually really care. They care about you, the customer, and they care about the environment. They care about sustainability. And as we move into 2021, I feel like that is probably the most important thing that a company can focus their attention. So not only are you getting exceptional products all in a clean aesthetic, you're actually helping the environment in some small way because you're choosing a company that cares about the environment and their footprint in the world. And we have worked out an exclusive deal with Public Goods. You get $15 to use towards your first purchase when you go to publicgoods.com forward slash unstress. That's P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S.com forward slash unstressed to get your $15 today. Yeah. yeah, I think you can too. I think you can too. I think we've all been there when we're like, some days we're just grinding it out. We're feeling really positive about our productivity and all of mm-hmm. that, even though I kind of hate that word. Yeah. And then other days it's like, you give yourself the grace for just not, not being the highest self that you can be. Right. Right. And speaking of high self, I know you're into yoga. Do you, do you do a lot of like the yogi principles in your daily life? Like, do you start your day with meditation and yoga and like envisioning, you know, future Tori or what, what's your morning routine like? Um, so my morning routine has been in flux since about March of 2020. We'll say that, but, um, <laughs> um, um, I actually, I have had to back off of my physical yoga practice in the past few years, um, due to aging and a hip related injury. Like I have a, a, a tear in my hip from maybe mm. doing, doing yoga a little with too much ego in the past, perhaps we'll say. Mm. Um, and, uh, uh, but anyway, I do try to incorporate, um, what I learned in my yoga classes. I'm not going to say like yoga principles cause I'm not, you know, a trained teacher or anything like that. But, uh, I do try to, to incorporate those lessons into my daily life. Um, and I do meditate. I'm not going to say that I've been meditating daily lately. I try to have a daily ish meditation practice yeah. as much as I can. And that's that acceptance piece, right? Um, it, it is really helpful when I do. I actually, I don't do it in the morning. My morning routine is to get my kids off to school, walk my dog, make mm. breakfast, get them off to school. Then when they're in their, um, their e-learning classes is kind of when I have a little bit of time to myself to center for the day. Um, I also love to do morning pages. They're really uh, wonderful. I don't know if you're Cameron. familiar with it. Yep. Yep. The artist yeah. way is so great. And morning pages have been a really fantastic outlet for me. Um, so I do those ish as well. I love that. That's something like, I'm, I'm glad that you just said that because that's something I used to do consistently and I have it. Yeah. So I think we're, yeah. we're helping each other today. <laughs> Maybe we can give yeah. each other some accountability. Yeah. And the listener too. I, I can't tell you though, how many times Julia Cameron and morning pages has come up from guests over the years. Yeah. I mean, it's like, she has touched so many lives with that, those books that she put out with her thoughts. And it's almost, it, it's like a balm to every artist out there who just needs like a nourishing push you know, to, to, to really tap into that artist within, you know, that we all have. Yeah. Yeah. She, she talks about the shadow artist. And when I read that, I said, oh my gosh, it's me. And for those who are listening, who don't know the shadow artist is, um, if you're somebody who really wants to make art, maybe you're like me, a kid that drew cartoons all through childhood and, you know, high school and college. Um, but you feel like you can't really pursue that as a career. 
um, you turn to something that's the next best thing, which in my case was graphic design. And that's what I was doing for 10 years. It was a way to have art in my life without admitting to myself uh, and taking the risk and the plunge that I wanted to actually make original art. Um, mm. Yeah. So she has I love, a lot. I, of, like, lot I, of I'm just listening to you. Like I just got chills because it's like, how many people out there are afraid to take that plunge, you know, to put themselves out there, to put themselves on paper. And it's not going to be good necessarily, you know, the first go around, you know, how long did it take you before you were like, okay, I got this, you know, I have my style. Do I still, I feel like my style is still developing. It's funny. I was thinking about this today because I have been working on an iPad doing a little bit more work digitally. And I was like, Oh, this is a little different. Um, so you know, I started out drawing roomy quotes and mm-hmm. just women in different yoga poses, um, you know, or, or song lyrics. And so it, did, it wasn't anything with an intent to, to sort of become telling my therapy story in comic form or anything. That was never the goal. Um, the goal was just to have an outlet and to, to sort of, I use it as a mindfulness practice, mm-hmm. honestly, to just draw whatever came to mind, whatever was inspiring me at the time. I would uh, go to yoga class and have an idea that would just come to me in Shavasana and I would have to go home and draw it. And I think it's one of those things where I was in the habit of drawing. And so my mind started thinking in terms of drawings more and that inspired me to make more. And it's just, it's cyclical. It kind yeah. of feeds on itself. Um, so that, that sort of, process, I would say I, I got into it very quickly. It was within a couple of months of like, just, just starting. It was like a door opening and kind of flooding out. It was cool. That is so cool. It's like you're in the flow. Yeah. It's like, you don't know what's in you until you give it a window and sort of, wow. Okay. That was there. And I had no clue, truly no clue. It's almost like falling in love you know? Maybe so. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're open to it and you, and you have the courage to actually do it, it's mm-hmm. like, if you're ready, it's ready. You know, mm-hmm. it's, waiting it's for there you. for you. It's like yeah. when the student is ready, the teacher appears. <laughs> I love it. It's true. Yeah, it's true. It is true. Um, so, I mean, I do appreciate everything that you're putting out. I love how, again, I, go, I keep saying the word brave and courage, and, but it is, it, it does take that. And you, you have that <laughs> ability to, to put it out there and people can resonate with it. And most people don't feel comfortable doing that. Most people, you know, they keep their supposed failures to themselves. Like, you know, people think, oh, I'm going to therapy. I'm, I'm not cutting it. And, you know, like, I'm not mm-hmm. able to do this on my own. And then they see your work and they're like, oh, like, this is normal. This is actually a really good thing for my mental health. So mm-hmm. was that ever, was that ever an issue for you to put out there? When, when was the first post that you were like, okay, I'm going to talk about some, some more personal stuff. This isn't roomy. This yeah. isn't yoga. This is my real life. Yeah. What was that decision like? Um, you know, I don't remember making a specific decision, but I know, you know, for me, I think it was like little things that I started to share. Um, if I remember I made a post very early on, like within a month or two, that was like things I carry with me all the time. And it was like little things that I pack my purse in, but I put anxiety in there. <laughs> and, you know, I put like a desire to be a people pleaser and like other things I didn't like about myself. And it, it felt, it felt like exhilarating. It felt scary, like a roller coaster, you know, like it is frightening to put those things out there, but it also felt really good to like yeah. write it down and acknowledge it and have it on paper and say, Oh, and I mean, like I knew I was anxious. I was diagnosed with anxiety 10 years ago. Um, but to really write it out, it was like some kind of a power in doing mm-hmm. that or, or taking my power back from it and not letting it have all the power because I didn't want to acknowledge it even. Right. Yes. Um, 
And then the extra power of, of putting it out in the world and hearing other people say, oh, wow, me too. And then, oh, wow, to, to feel not alone and to feel like um, uh, this dirty secret is actually not such a horrible thing. Uh, that's, that was huge. Um, so, so really, it's a healing tool for me yes. as much as anything else. It helps me heal. And I think like, it's so amazing that it is helping you heal, but knowing too that it's healing so many other people or like motivating them to maybe book their first therapy session, virtual or whatever. It's like, they have the courage to do that. Like their lives, their children's lives could be forever changed because of something that you decided to put out there. Like that's incredible. That is an amazing, amazing way for you to put it. Um, But I would say that everybody has that power too. Like that's just life. You know, you, you do a kind thing for somebody and you don't know how it's going to ripple, like everything, all of our actions and steps and choices that we take, you don't have to have a giant following, um, or a reasonable following or even a small following to have a ripple effect on the people around you. Um, you know, so it's a power that we all have. It's good or bad. Finding a way to harness it for good, for good or bad. Indeed. Yeah. Use your power for good or evil people out there. <laughs> There's a light and a dark side of the force. It's so true. And I think too, like artists, especially you feel so much deeper, you know, you've really like your emotions are just raw sometimes. And I think that's why people who are drawn to art, like they, they are exactly doing what they should be doing because they are just these beautiful souls, you know, who feel so much. I mean, what do you struggle with personally as an artist, you know, combine that with being a mother, combine that with, you know, you're a full-time worker, you have kids in the house. How do you what do you struggle with? And then how do you, how do you rectify that? How do you write the ship when it kind of goes down? Oh gosh. I mean, so I struggle the most, I think with just feeling like I'm doing a good job for everybody. And I think, you know, I think that's kind of the the plight of the modern mom. I think so yeah. many people kind of go through that and it's, it's so especially hard in the pandemic. Um, and you know, my, my, work, like drawing cartoons is, is really like a lifeblood to me. I really love it. It's something that I want to make time for. Um, so it's just really hard to, I struggle with finding, finding time for that without taking away, uh, time for, from my kids, from my family, kind of being there for them as much as they need. Um, and again, you know, in the pandemic being, being teacher, wearing more hats, um, you know, being kind of their, their buddy and their friend and playing video games. So, you know, there's a lot of times I actually, one of the reasons I recently switched to doing work on an iPad is because now I can give up more of my time during the day and I can just sit in my chair. It's not like I need a big desk and set up in yeah. watercolors. Mm. I can kind of come up with ideas while I'm watching TV with my husband at night. Um, cause I just, it's, you know, always trying to fit in that one more thing, get it, get it all in. Um, but I think the, the answer to sort of that feeling, that struggle is, is just acceptance. And like, whatever I got done today is what I got done today. And, um, you know, we're all, we're all having our needs met. We're very fortunate that we have a home. We're very fortunate that we can work from home. And, you know, um, as long as everybody's eating and going to school and getting their teeth brushed, <laughs> like everything on top of that, that like I can accept. Um, and, and so just kind of being kind to myself when I have a bad day or I don't get much work done or I lost my temper, um, mm. you know, whatever, whatever comes up I know. to be able that- to work through it. Yeah, that's so beautifully said. And I think everyone listening to this is going to be like, yes, like I'm the same way. Like (laughs) literally today, like I was in tears because I, you know, was doing all this stuff. The kids needed me. Like I felt completely overwhelmed and I hadn't cried in a long time. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, like just complete overwhelm. But then after I was like, okay, you know, I can go back in now. I can 
like I said, right the ship and, and try to get this, you know, on again. Yeah. Yeah. I had that day about a week and a half ago where I just lost it, <laughs> sobbed at my desk for about a good 30 minutes and it was cathartic. Yeah. That's, that's what you can do. You have to process your feeling and accept it and then write the ship and go about your day. And um, yeah, that's what we all do. Yeah. Cause I think the alternative, you know, holding it in, being the stalwart sure. parent, you know, like probably oh. our parents were a lot more like, I never saw my yeah. parents break down or even fight. Yeah. It was just always, yeah. you could feel the energy, but you never really saw right. it. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know what's better. Honestly, there's maybe some good in between. Yeah. You know what I try to tell myself, and this is part of the acceptance piece is just that um, sometimes my kids see me being human and that means they see me having really big human emotions. And um, I think Mm -hmm. it's good. I mean, you know, I think um, my mom was always really good at uh, telling me to accept like my tears. She would talk about how good it felt to have a good cry. And I really appreciated that because it was like, okay, it is normal to have a big, good cry. And so, um, my kids can see like, I'm not perfect, but I'm not trying to, I don't think that maybe our parents' generation had an idea that you have to project an image of perfection, um, in order to be a good parent and teach your kids how to be right. Like how to instill in them good morals. But I think it's also about teaching them empathy and kindness. And you're the first person that they get to practice on, right? You can go and let them be real about your feelings. And, um, that's how they learn to, have self-kindness and empathy for their own feelings and, uh, to, uh, yeah, to, to empathize with the other people too. Yeah. I love it. Well, you are obviously teaching that to your children. You're teaching it to the world through the work that you're doing. You are, no, you are, you can't not because that's who you are. I think, you know, you embody that completely. I love that. Um, okay. So we are almost out of time, but I do have some rapid fire questions for you to round it out. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> okay. everyone always looks so scared in it rapid fire is just you know that's what is pie word. no <laughs> <laughs> oh no these are good okay self-love is acceptance being able to be comfortable with the person that you are mm. I'm grateful for my family and having all of my family my health it's hard to say anything else in 2020 Yeah. Yeah. And last one, um, what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? Don't believe everything you think, which is a phrase that when I learned it, I had to cut it out. I put it on construction paper and stuck a note to my fridge. And I think that if I was younger, in my younger years, if anybody had told me I didn't have to believe every anxious thought that popped into my head, that those things weren't all true, uh, I think it would have helped me out a lot. But I'm working on figuring it out now. Hey, every day. I'm right there with you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for your, Thank your you. book that's out now. Thank you for the work that you do every day, showing up every day for us. All of us mamas out there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to chat with you. Hey guys, before we dive into this episode, I want to mention our show sponsor, Beekeepers Naturals. Now they have a wide variety of bee products like royal jelly, um, hemp honey sticks, but I want to talk to you today about their Bee Elixir Brain Fuel. Now this product comes in these little vials. Don't make the same mistake I did and take the entire vial in one sitting uh, because you will literally be buzzing around like a bee. This thing hacks through brain fog, gives your body and your brain such a boost of energy. I mean, it was unlike 
unlike anything I'd ever experienced before. I mean, it was incredible. Um, and it's because it works on your brain uh, as a nootropic, which means it helps elevate the functioning and the processing of your brain. So if you are looking for something to cut through brain fog, to hack productivity, to get deep into the zone, I highly recommend checking out beekeepersnaturals.com and clicking on their Beelixert brain fuel and use my code unstressed so you can save. You've been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so grateful that we got this time together today. And if you love this episode, I would so appreciate it if you would share it out on your social media. Make sure to tag us at Motherhood Unstressed. Connect with us at Motherhood Unstressed. I'd love to connect with you uh, and see where the work has gone in the world. And make sure that you subscribe so that you never miss out on an amazing interview with an incredible guest or our weekly guided meditations every Wednesday.